0: Coming up on 5-Minute News Russia closest yet to invading Ukraine, says US School systems pausing diversity programs amid pushback from parents And Queen Elizabeth II tests positive for COVID-19 It's Monday, February 21 I'm Anthony Davis. On Sunday, Russia rescinded earlier pledges to pull tens of thousands of its troops back from Ukraine's northern border, a move that US leaders said put Russia another step closer to what they said was the planned invasion of Ukraine. Residents of Ukraine's capital filled a gold-domed cathedral to pray for peace. Russia's action extends what it said were military exercises, originally set to end yesterday, that brought an estimated 30,000 Russian forces to Belarus, Ukraine's neighbour to the north There are around 170,000 Russian troops now deployed outside Ukraine's borders, along with tanks, warplanes, artillery and other war material The continued deployment of the Russian forces in Belarus raised concern that Russia could send those troops to sweep down on the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, a city of about 3 million people less than a three-hour drive away. In what appeared to be a last-ditch diplomatic gambit brokered with the aid of French President Emmanuel Macron, the White House said that US President Joe Biden has agreed in principle to a meeting with Russia's President Vladimir Putin as long as he holds off launching an assault that US officials warn appears increasingly more likely. A US official said on Sunday that Biden's assertion that Putin had made the decision to roll Russian forces into Ukraine was based on intelligence that Russian frontline commanders have been given orders to begin final preparations for an attack. US officials on Sunday defended their decision to hold off on their planned financial punishments of Russia ahead of any invasion after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky called passionately on Saturday for the West to do more. Takeovers of local school boards by Conservatives have already altered lessons on race and social injustice in many classrooms. Now, some districts are finding their broader efforts on diversity, equity and inclusion are also being challenged. Since issues of diversity, equity and inclusion can thread their way through every part of a school system, including the recruitment, services and equipment, the debate carries implications for hiring and spending. In some districts, proposals aimed at making schools more welcoming places for students from diverse backgrounds as a result of turnover on school boards, while work elsewhere faces a chill from acrimonious debate around topics that have been mislabeled as critical race theory. School administrators say critical race theory, a scholarly theory that centres on the idea that racism is systemic in the nation's institutions, is not taught in K-12 schools. But that has done little way to sway opponents who assert that school systems are misspending money, perpetuating divisions and shaming white children by pursuing initiatives they view as critical race theory in disguise. A bill advancing rapidly through the Florida legislature would prohibit many of the state's teachers from discussing sexual orientation or gender identity in class. Under the legislation, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, parents who believe the prohibition was violated could sue schools for damages. The politicians pushing the bill, a group that includes Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, are backed financially by major corporations that claim to be champions of LGBTQ rights. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II tested positive for COVID-19 on Sunday and is experiencing mild, cold-like symptoms, Buckingham Palace said, adding that she still plans to carry on working. The diagnosis prompted concern and get-well wishes from across Britain's political spectrum for the famously stoic 95-year-old. Britain's longest reigning monarch, and a fixture in the life of the nation, the Queen reached the milestone of 70 years on the throne on February 6th, the anniversary of the 1952 death of her father, King George VI. She will turn 96 on April 21st. The palace said the Queen, who has been fully vaccinated and had a booster shot, would continue with light duties at Windsor Castle over the coming week. Both the Queen's eldest son, Prince Charles, and her daughter-in-law, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, contracted COVID-19 earlier this month. Charles has since returned to work. There are also thought to be several recent virus cases among staff at Windsor Castle, where the Queen is staying. Meanwhile, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will today set out plans to scrap coronavirus restrictions as part of a living with Covid strategy that aims to achieve a faster exit from the pandemic than other major economies. Under the plans, which have been in the works for weeks, Britain will become the first major European country to allow people who know they are infected with Covid-19 to freely use shops, public transport and go to work.